Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, and in this episode, we're talking Jojo Rabbit plus all the latest movie news and trailers. Here we go. <laughs> I love a here we go. So we saw Jojo Rabbit this week, which comes out on Boxing Day. So it's a nice early review for everyone. What yes. can we say about this film, Tim? Oh, look, I'm so stoked that we both got to see um, this film so early. I think we're really, really lucky. Uh, there's been a lot of buzz about this movie for quite some time in all the um, film festival circuit and whatnot. Mm. This film was just simply wonderful. Right. We've been wanting to talk about this together for a while and we've kind of held off talking at each other so we can kind of keep that excitement and kind of buzz about it on this podcast. Um, I was just blown away by how funny it was, obviously with its satirical undertones, the performances, um, and how it just felt so fresh and inviting and brilliant. That's kind of what I took out of it. So the basic storyline is it's written and directed by Taika Waititi, who also stars in it as Adolf Hitler, randomly. Yes, <laughs> but perfectly. <laughs> yeah. And it also co-stars Scarlett Johansson, Sam Rockwell and Alfie Allen. And then the star of the show, Roman Griffin Davis, as Jojo in his first ever role. The kid is a natural. You know what? I don't know where my head was at going in, but I wasn't expecting it to be such an intimate story about this boy. I know it's called Jojo Rabbit and that's who he was, but I wasn't expecting it to be like he was such the focal point. And mm. I was so ready to go on this journey once I kind of realized that, all right, so we're really in with this kid following his journey as an experience. And it was just brilliant. He blew me away. And he's been nominated for a Golden Globe um, as well, which is just brilliant. He plays a lonely young boy who wants to become a Nazi soldier and as we said, has Adolf Hitler as his imaginary friend. 
Yeah. Which is so bizarre. Played by Taika Waititi. And it's all about how he gets his sense of identity, I guess, sense of nationalism turned upside down when he finds out that his mother is hiding a Jewish girl. Yeah, um, beautifully played by Scarlett Johansson as well, um, Jojo's mother. Um, I mean, this film is unexpected, so heartwarming. Um, You know, if Scarlett Johansson wasn't an absolute revelation in Marriage Story, I think this would be the performance that would bring her up to Oscar territory. And it might still, you know, she might get the Best Actress nom or the Best Supporting Actress nom for both. Um, you know, I I was um, really impressed by the overall supporting cast as well that carried this underlying narrative. Do you, Sam Rockwell was yeah. just such a standout. That's what I was going to say. Sam Rockwell blew me away, and he always does. I mean, he's a fantastic actor, but in this film as well, he just... Again, it's that undertone of heart while being really funny. I saw this movie described as an anti-hate satire, and I think Mm. that encapsulates it so well. It's so hard to encapsulate this film in one sort of sentiment, but as with you, I walked out of the cinema thinking delightful, which is such a bizarre way to describe this movie because it's such... It's making light of a really questionable (laughs) subject matter like Nazis and war. yeah. But it's it's just it's a Taika Waititi is just a magic man. How does he balance this tone with this heavy subject matter? But that's the thing. He nailed the tone. It's just exactly what you said. Like he found a way in his brilliant writing and direction, and then his take on the character of Hitler in a satirical way, and that beautiful relate well beautiful relationship. That kind of really chummy, great, funny, witty relationship with Jojo. Um, I just think on your point earlier, it's like, how can you make it fresh? I mean, can you have another World War II film um, where there's been so many and it be like so different and offer a whole new perspective and angle? And I think the answer to that is yes, there are still original ideas out there that can put a spin on such a historical moment within, within history as World War II was and kind of, um, yeah, following a new story. But it's but it still feels familiar, I suppose, in all the themes of what um, Nazi Germany was and, 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 the, um, and with the Jews, etc. Mm. So, yeah, there are some darker moments with that kind of subject matter about the Jews and the Nazis and persecution and all that kind of thing. Um, but I think it takes a really talented artist to walk that tightrope of making... Mm making you think about serious ideas but delivering it in an entertaining way that where you don't realise that you're taking in something important. Absolutely. Like it was such a more intimate story than I thought it was going to be. And to play on your point about that, like that's just so true. Like he just nailed it. Taika Waititi nailed it. There were some darker moments obviously, but it just had so much heart. It really did. Mm, it really did have some heart. I mean, the dark moments were quite moving, um, but yeah. I think with 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 the innocence of Jojo as a character, and this beautiful moment at the end on the doorstep. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Like mm-hmm. that was just. It was almost kind of like the innocence of a child, but also that freedom that was all of a sudden felt. Um, and it kind of made those darker moments um, more poignant. Uh, and you remembered them, you didn't forget them, they weren't cast aside. It was kind of like, it kind of gave it more gravity, if that makes sense. 
Mm. Well, yeah, it's unusual to walk out of a film with such gravity feeling so uplifted. Mm. Yeah, that's so strange. You've kind of been dragged across concrete with some of these moments in the film, which are really moving and heartbreaking. But all you want to do is smile (laughs) when when you walk out and you think, and I immediately thought when I saw this film that I wanted to see it again. Like I could have yep. sat through it again immediately. It just kind of draws you in and you want to kind of experience these emotions and experience these characters and Jojo again. How many popcorn kernels would you give this one? Look, I was so surprised. I knew it was going to be a film that was going to make an impact based on the reviews and and the position that was out there. Um, but I, I kind of agree with everyone and I'm going to give it a four and a half. Four and a half. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go four close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really shouldn't work, but somehow it does. It doesn't work. <laughs> that is a nice, yeah, that makes sense. That's a nice little, um, a one liner about it. It's so true. It could have, no, it could have gone completely tits up though. It could have just got yeah. all the beats wrong. It could have ma- miserably failed. Could have, but mm. Taika Waititi is absolutely a magic man. Yeah, he's a magic man. So what other new um, releases have we got? Uh, other new releases, um, uh, which were out on December 12th. So we have Black Christmas, which was that horror remake of a group of sorority girls who turned the tables on a campus killer from Blumhouse Productions, which are doing great work at the moment. Um, we've also got the animated tale, uh, The Queen's Corgi, about her favourite corgi who goes missing from the palace and ends up in a dog fight club. <laughs> I keep laughing every time we say that out loud. Yeah. We, also um, got, we also got Playing With Fire, which is a family-friendly comedy starring John Cena as a fireman who has to look after three children. This is chaos at the firehouse. Mm-hmm. And Playmobil, the movie, um, this is an animated uh, film inspired by the German building toys, so I guess similar to Duplo, and features the voice talents of Daniel Radcliffe, Adam Lambert and Megan Trainor, which is a very weird motley crew of voice actors. Um, and this film is already, like, bombing critically and financially, so, um, uh-oh, <laughs> <laughs> no surprise there. What the fuck is this movie? Anyway, who knows? <clears throat> we had so some- we've got... Go, go on, Lee. Sorry. No. We have some exciting news this week. I'm really excited about this news from Quentin Tarantino that Kill Bill 3 is on the cards. Yes. Now, this kind of um, was some news a couple of months ago, so it looks like it's resurfaced again, which kind of gives you that indication that it could be quite true, I suppose, as a, as a rumours go. Well, no, he's, now, he has said he had dinner with Uma Thurman and that... It is definitely on the cards. That's a direct quote from uh, Quentin Tarantino. Definitely on the cards. <laughs> it's like a committal, non-committal. Committal. But he is, he is the same person that said he would make 10 films and stop at 10. So this would... Well, that's... Well, this would be his 10th. No, this would put his 10th on hold, I believe. Yeah, but... No, but this would be his 10th film. It would, exactly. This is my point, though. He says one oh. thing and then he does another, so... <laughs> oh, okay, so you think maybe he might churn out 11. Yeah. Because has he ever, has he kind of mentioned this whole 10 and 10 and out recently? Or no. He might like, have when did he say mind. that? I wonder when he said that, like in the early 90s, like Pulp Fiction days or I don't know, when he was only two movies in. Maybe. I just think we can't not see Quentin Tarantino films for the rest 
of our lives. We need more and more and more. Yeah. Kill Bill 7, that's what I want it to get up to. <laughs> <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, now, this piece of news, uh, Lee, that you dug up doesn't surprise me, but it doesn't anger me any less. Um, so apparently Power Rangers reboot is in the works. Mm. We only had a, we only had a movie in 2017 and that was a flop. So then the sequel to that was scrapped and the Mm. rights went back on the market. So someone's snapped that up and sometimes Hollywood is just like a dog with a bone. They can't let an idea go until it makes enough money, you know, like everyone thinks they can do it better. Leave this one alone for a while. I mean, did you see the Power Rangers in 2017? Yeah. Yeah, it was crap. I actually don't think I finished watching it. <laughs> I just was like catching on Netflix or something and I thought, oh, my God, this is a mess. And it just mm. looked crap too. It was. It kind of felt like a knockoff Transformers movie. I don't know. The, just everything was wrong, the, des- the costume design and kind of it was just very over- overzealous, which I suppose is – what Power Rangers was, you know, mm. growing up watching the TV show, but I don't know, it would just did not work. Just leave it alone for a while. Just leave it alone. Let it sizzle. Now, Shazam 2 apparently is coming in 2020. Did this film do well enough for this? Next year? I thought it was a couple of years away. Oh, 2022, I beg your pardon. Typo. <laughs> <In> the agenda. <laughs> 2022. <laughs> um, yeah, I... No, this film cost $100 million and it made just shy of 350 So in no stretch of the imagination was it a financial success in comparison to all the other superhero movies which push a billion dollars, you know, um, without lifting a finger these days. Um, but I think it was critically received quite well. Um, mm. I saw it and was quite underwhelmed. So, uh, I mean... The DCEU needs to work really hard to kind of fill its slate of films, so I guess this is one that they can't afford to lose and they need to build it up more and bring it as part of the whatever this new universe is going to look like um, in the coming years. What well, we'll see think? that. Well, I don't know. I didn't see the first one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have no really interest in that at all. <laughs> you're not really missing out at all. Well, anyway, we're going to see that in 2022. Yeah. Uh, we got some new trailers this week, Ghostbusters Afterlife, as we expected. We talked about mm-hmm. that last episode. And so we've got some details about what this movie is going to be about now. And it's a tribute, I guess, to Harold Ramis's Egon Spengler in the sense that it's focusing on his grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, this um, just looks like Stranger Things on film. 
Yes. And is it only because one of the kids is from Stranger Things no. or it kind of felt in its premise? Yeah. And, mm. Yeah, it felt like a Stranger Things. It wasn't just because of the kid in it, but it just... I was not excited by it, and that's really disappointing. I thought the trailer, if we just talk about the trailer and what it was achieving or trying to achieve, I felt it was quite, it felt epic, like the orchestral, it felt quite emotive. Um, To me, it didn't feel like a fun, witty Ghostbusters film that we're used to in the 80s, and even the the all-female remake from a couple of years ago. Like, it, it really does feel like a completely different film. And what I'm worried about here is that it's going to spend its first, like, hour and 15 minutes in exposition mode and kind of say, this is what it's like 30 years later and they're discovering things happen. It's kind of like, I don't really see how this is going to work and be relevant. And what I'm really disappointed about is that it didn't, although I'm not surprised, is that we didn't see the original cast members kind of pop up in this trailer at any point. So it just feels so separate. That's what concerned me. I'm worried that we're going to get blink and you miss it cameos from them. And I think Mm. that's the wrong move. Mm. Who was the voiceover at the end? Because I was kind of at first convinced that it was Bill Murray, but I couldn't pick who the the voiceover at the end was. It's kind of got me a little bit thinking a little bit. Anyway, hopefully, I, the, um, hopefully the next trailer will give us a little bit more. I think so. I mean, I love a bit of Paul Rudd, so hopefully he'll be able to kind of inject that um, that humour in there and keep the momentum going in the first half of the film. Well, see, I do love Paul Rudd as well, but in this trailer, I got the sense that he's just dopey teacher. <laughs> I don't want to see him being dopey teacher. No. You know? No. What, do you want him to see him save the world or? No, I just want him to have a bit more substance. I don't want him to be the goofy man. Well, hopefully underneath it all, he does have some substance, but we just didn't feel it in the trailer. Yeah. Potentially. This next trailer I am super excited about. I was bouncing off the walls waiting for this. The Wonder Woman (laughs) trailer launched. Oh, yeah. Colourful, full of action, great 80s music. And oh, we yeah. s- and we see more of Steve Trevor. Chris Pine is back in there with her, um, and we also get a glimpse of Kristen Wiig as Barbara Minerva or Cheetah. Yeah, we didn't really get a lot of Cheetah, which I think is no. okay because they're just kind of teasing on her. Obviously, it's not in her kind of villain form yet, mm. I suppose. But um, just to your point on eighties music, they lent so hard on that synth. And I thought it was um, it was quite. I loved it. I mean, obviously, it it's just plays on your nostalgia for that decade. Mm. And the music of the eighties is just so um, prominent, and they really did lean in on that. And it kind of really played in with the aesthetic and the tone that they were trying to um, weave into the trailer. Yeah, I mean, she's lassoing on bloody um, uh, lightning bolts. I know. (laughs) I love it. I love it, Wonder Woman. So they're obviously extending on her abilities and what she can actually do as a superhero, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And it looks like they're doing flashbacks to um, Amazon as well. Yeah. um, And kind of building on her backstory and kind of uh, what I'm really interested is to find out how Steve is back. Yes. Like what's, what's the, what's that all about? Yeah, exactly. So that's out at June, 2020. And, um, Patty Jenkins has come out saying that she's basically done with the film. It's got a, 
about a two hour, 45 minute runtime and she's got plenty of time to kind of do the tweaks. And I think they'll be kind of reducing that runtime as well to probably about two and a half hours, like the first one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if they've got all the beats right and it's, it comes together as a cohesive film, audiences aren't going to be deterred by a two hours, 45 minute superhero film because the likes no. of Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, like they proved that one, it can bring in cash um, at such a long runtime, uh, and audiences kind of expect to see a, ho- a story told in, in its most comprehensive way. So, yeah, what's this space? We also got a trailer for Free Guy, Ryan mm. Reynolds' movie. We were meant to talk about it last week. We forgot. <laughs> so we're going to talk about lines. it this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this is um, Ryan Reynolds playing, uh, what do you call it, uh, Ryan Reynolds, um, <laughs> and he stars as an average Joe working in a bank that gets robbed all the time. But it turns out that he's just in a violent video game, and this kind of, to me, it kind of mirrors um, like the Lego movie where Emmett, is kind of just going about what he's meant to do Hmm. uh, and then kind of wants to challenge the status quo and kind of branch out from what his role is. And so I guess Ryan Reynolds' character... Like, yeah, exactly. Just break out of the mould. And he kind of does something different and then obviously chaos and comedy and action um, ensues. And I think this is... um, visually quite striking film i think it it should be a lot of fun which is the one kind of theme that i got out of this trailer is fun yeah and ryan reynolds is at his best when he's doing that kind of comedy Mm. i feel like there's a lot of improvisation here and he's not kind of held back he's in like a fantasy world there's no reality here so i think anything goes i suppose Next week, we have the biggest movie of 40 years out. Oh, my God. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, is finally landing on December 19, the ninth and final film in this decades-long story, and we are Uh going to see it. We are. We are so lucky, and I think we almost had, like, an aneurysm in excitement when we found out we're seeing it a day earlier. Um, so that's really exciting. So we'll be able to turn around this, um, our review of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. A spoiler-free review. Yes, spoiler-free, so don't worry. Um, You know what? I'm really nervous about our review because it's going to be really hard to kind of talk about it without spoiling, but nonetheless, it must be done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll do it. So we're going to see that next week, and we're going to bring that to you ASAP. So that's a wrap on Popcorn Podcast for this week. Please, on December 26th, Boxing Day, see Jojo Rabbit. Um, it's just such a wonderful film. Taika Waititi, what do you call him? The Magic Man. The Magic Man. Um, as a director, as an actor and a writer, like what a triple threat. Um, and uh, keep an eye out for um, more trailers of Wonder Woman to find out what's happening uh, with that story. And Rise of Skywalker will be our next review. Hold up. 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.